Hello and welcome to the Church Society podcast. I'm Ros Clark, I'm the Associate Director of Church Society and I'm your host here on these podcasts. This week I've been talking to a number of people who are or who have recently served as ministry trainees or assistants in churches in various places. I'll be talking to them about the kind of work that they do as a ministry trainee, the reasons why they wanted to take on that role and where they're hoping it will lead them in the future. I hope you'll find this interesting, whether you're somebody who is thinking of being a ministry trainee at some point yourself, or whether you go to a church where they have ministry trainees or might consider having ministry trainees to get an idea of what the benefits are of this kind of scheme, not just for the people involved, but also for the churches that they served. Ministry trainees can come from a wide range of backgrounds and at different stages in their life. You'll see from those that I spoke to that they varied from one who had only recently left school, others who came to it after university, and still others later in life after having worked for a number of years. The roles can be different depending on the churches where you work. All of those that I spoke to were serving in small to medium-sized churches where there might be one or two ministry trainees at the most. I'm sure the experience is very different if you're serving in a larger church where you're part of a team. In all cases, though, the essence of the role is that it is a training role. There will be service in the church. There will be opportunities uh, to be involved in Bible teaching ministries in the church. But there will also be some kind of training, whether that's a formal attendance at a course or informal on the job kind of training. Ministry trainees are generally offered board and lodging and pocket money, and they work technically as volunteers rather than as employees. If you're somebody uh, in a church where you're thinking of setting up a ministry trainee scheme, I would recommend getting in touch with the 938 network, where they've got a lot of experience in helping churches uh, both look for ministry trainees and also understand appropriate ways of looking after them while they're in the role. Ministry trainees aren't just cheap labour. And I think in the past, one or two churches maybe have had wrong expectations of how they can expect somebody to work for them uh, on those terms and conditions for even just for a year. Um, So it is important that as a church employing or taking on a ministry trainee, sorry, not employing them, um, that you've thought about not just what it can do for you as a church, but also how you're helping the trainee in that role to begin to explore the gifts that God has given them, to develop some of those through training and experience, how they're being mentored, but also how they're being looked after on a practical level. Do you have somewhere appropriate for them to live, uh, for example? How will they be able to stay in touch with their friends and family from elsewhere? Uh, What sort of support would they need in terms of mentoring, for example, within the church and maybe outside of your church? So there's lots of things to consider, but nonetheless, everyone I spoke to said that it was an incredibly positive experience. I began by asking what people had been doing before they became a ministry trainee and why they decided to take that step. Starting with Gabriel Chu, who's ministry trainee at the moment at St. Philemon's in Toxteth. 
So um, before I was uh, a ministry trainee or a church assistant, I I was studying law at university. Actually, it was um, so I went to university and thought uh, the likely outcome is that I'll um, I'll go and be a solicitor somewhere. But um, during my second year um, at university, uh, events occurred which so so my grandmother passed away, and then I thought, hang on, life is a bit short, and I want to take. A chance to pause and, and think um, what is it that I uh, ought to be doing what, what is it that God is um, uh, is pushing me towards um, and and so I started the discernment process um, with the Diocese of Ely um, just talking to them and saying hey um, I just want to uh, take this more seriously and see whether or not um, doing something full-time um, in ministry is 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 good for me um, and then that developed in my third year to thinking, well, um, I don't want to rush into this. And so I'll um, spend a year, at least a year, um, doing some sort of training um, in an environment which is different to me um, so that I can see whether I'm a good fit. I would say that's quite a typical route into becoming a ministry trainee. Someone who's at university begins to consider the possibility a full-time ministry in the future, doesn't want to rush into it and wants to give it a go before they make any longer-term decisions. Here's Karis, ministry trainee at St Altman's in Duffield, who I guess has followed a similar kind of route, but just at a much earlier stage of life. Um, so I had already been thinking about, over my gap year, I'd already been thinking about um, going to study theology as a degree and specifically uh, wanting to look at youth work. Yeah, it was. it's a chance to kind of try it out for a year before going and doing the degree. For two of the people I spoke to, becoming a ministry trainee was something that happened a bit later in their lives, as it did for me. I was a parish assistant back in the day in my late 20s. I spoke first to Helen, uh, who also works uh, alongside Caris at St Altman's Duffield, and she was a ministry trainee there a number of years ago. And unlike both Gabriel and Karis, the move into ministry was something of a surprise for her. I became ministry trainee when I was 24. Um, so I'd been after university, done theology and philosophy at Nottingham. I had wanted to go into a career in music, so I went and lived in Manchester for a little while. Um, but it didn't really work out. So I came home not quite sure what to do. Uh, did some shop jobs and things. And then um, one of our vicars here... Um, asked me if I'd be interested in um, volunteering with the youth. I, I think I'd already asked to do that because I was quite keen. And then he said that I thought about being a trainee for a year. That was quite a big thought, actually, because I'd obviously been working. Um, it, I knew it would be costly um, in worldly terms, a bit of a backwards step. But obviously, um, I loved it because I've stayed, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I initially signed up for a year and was quite sure I'd only do a year um, but loved it so much I stayed for a second year and then was offered to be the youth and children's worker for a year which I stayed on to do and, and now I'm permanently here. For Vicky, working now at Christchurch Chadderton, the move to becoming a ministry trainee was something that happened not as her first experience of ministry but after a period of working in the secular workplace and then considering what God might be calling her to. Because I'd kind of been a lead person for a number of years in my church in Germany, in that I was actively involved in helping to run the youth group, and 
I was leading my own study group and I was sort of, I was running out of steam really. Um, I felt the need to take a step back and if, if I was really going to go for ministry in the long term in whatever capacity, I felt, no, I need more training. I need a place where I can have time to read for a start, have time to really think and to study the Bible well, to do that in the context of a church where I am part of a family, so a church family, um, and not have the same kinds of responsibilities as I was having there on top of work responsibilities, you know, I was funding myself, mm. um, to just be able to to properly prepare studies, to properly, you know, to have a go at rewriting things as yeah. well. So, and I think with the, you know, with the position here being as flexible as it is and me being able to put forward ideas as to what I'd like to do and what I'd really like to focus on, um, it's not a ministry apprenticeship, you know, where I'm shuffling chairs around all the time. It really is. You now you're training for ministry. and you're. Our final guest in the podcast is Michael. Michael is the ministry trainee at my own church, Castle Church in Stafford. And he became a ministry trainee after a DDO suggested it to him, of all things. I was an independent student studying theology at St John's College, Nottingham. So I've been in the discernment process for ordination for three or four years now and came to the towards the end of my studies and it was obvious that I wasn't going to go to bat before I left college so the DDO suggested that I might want to look at some kind of internship for a year or two while I continued in the process. As you'd expect with trainees from such a variety of backgrounds and at different stages in their life, what they do in those roles is also very different. Here's just a snippet of some of the things which they mentioned. Uh, There's the usual kind of ministry trainee stuff of stacking lots of chairs, putting lots of chairs out, stacking them away again. Managing the building and looking at... um fundraising and there's kind of some uh church admin kind of stuff so for this past term i've been preaching every other week i help out with um a lot of the youth work giving talks um to youth groups um to um adults um in in different environments so we have a sarani service as well as a farsi service and doing talks in translation um for some of them one of the interesting things um in those sort of services that I've done is is I've started to help the Farsi service um, do their service planning um, and that's really been a development from me um, joining in with the service planning team for the main Sunday services uh, so it's been, it's been quite nice to be able to sort of evolve um, my skill set in doing something that I, I've been trained for about uh, five months in and then and then using that to um, I guess re also train um, new Christians who are who are Persian um, who need to know how to um, think through a service and how to sort of craft it. So I meet regularly with a couple of different guys throughout the week for one-to-one Bible studies and yeah. I teach Sunday school, yeah. I help teach youth group. If you're interested in finding out a bit more about what Vicky does in her ministry trainee role, do go back and check the podcast episode on encouraging women's ministry, which was recorded with the staff team or some of the staff team from Christchurch where she works. And she talks a lot more in that podcast about the kind of things uh, she's doing in that ministry there.
Next up, I asked them all about what kind of training they'd received. Everyone had been expected to participate in some kind of training programme, the Northwest Partnership uh, training programme, the Midlands Gospel Partnership training, Even those like uh, Michael and Helen, who previously had theology degrees, uh, were expected to do that and found it helpful. Yeah, so I go to the Northwest Partnership um, one day a week in Leyland. Um, I took up the second year um, because I I felt that would probably fit my level a little better, having done relay and other such things. Um, So I've done that. I'm coming to the end of that in this summer. Um, I also do my own reading um, aside from all of that and I'm looking into more opportunities for next year. Um, So every Tuesday uh, we get um, four hours worth of Bible handling, um, uh, seminars and uh, preaching groups um, and all that sort of stuff. Um, Um, In fact, actually, um, I'm not just saying this because you're here, Ross. But the teaching practice is one of the most memorable parts of it for me because you're in with your peers um, and uh, you're encouraged to critique each other in a way that um, builds one another up, um, which I think is a skill that um, is very valuable. I was Helen's small group leader uh, for a year on the MMTC training course uh, that she's talking about there, which was obviously excellent. I do the Midlands uh, ministry training course uh, run by Midlands Gospel Partnership. Um, so I go to that on a Thursday, looking at different topics, different Bible um, books, um, and yeah, learning how to how to look at the Bible, how to apply it, how to teach it. What I really valued was the preaching training. Yeah. For having to present to my group every couple of weeks and get feedback on the spot for it. That was an interesting experience, but I learned so much. As we've seen, lots of ministry trainees, uh, most of the ministry trainees I spoke to, started the role in order to discover and and discern whether full-time ministry might be something God was calling them to in the future. I wanted to ask them all what their plans were for when they finished, whether some had found perhaps that full-time ministry wasn't for them uh, or whether it had helped them as they'd made plans uh, for where God might be taking them next. Not all of them are coming to an end. Many have another year that they're planning to stay on in that role, Uh, but they're still all able to kind of talk a little bit about what they hope might come next. Mm. So more and more as I as I do this role, um, I'm enjoying, I'm finding I'm enjoying serving God in 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 paid full-time ministry so the appeal um, of going to ordained ministry um, is stronger actually I think having done it Um, but I I've also it's opened my eyes more um, to other ways of doing it either going on mission or or carrying on um, but not in um, sort of ordained ministry Um, so things like uh, doing operations managing or um, that sort of stuff um, for Christian organizations or churches is also um, another avenue I could d- go down. Um, so options are there um, and many things have piqued my interest. Really interesting to hear Gabriel there talking about how actually some of the practical aspects of his job have appealed to him much more than he had imagined. 
before he started. I certainly know of many people who have done ministry trainee roles for a year or for two years who are now working either in secular roles or working for Christian organisations, but in that more um, support kind of role uh, that he's mentioning there as sort of operations manager or, or whatever. And nonetheless have said that the experiences that they've had as a ministry trainee, have really helped prepare them for those different roles. I think part of that is just because it can be such a wide-ranging job. You get some experience of admin, you get some experience of event management, you get uh, some experience of teaching, some experience of working with children or uh, teenagers. There's so many options available uh, in different ministry trainee roles and lots of potential, particularly if you take a role with a smaller church, to try your hand at many different things um, to give you a flavour of that. It's almost like a year of work experience in a whole range of different jobs all under one roof. For Vicky, also with another year to go in her ministry trainee role, things are also still a bit uncertain, but it does seem as though the Lord is calling her to full-time ministry of one kind or another. I do feel quite passionate about uh, teaching and training people in biblical doctrine and particularly apologetics and evangelism. And I think all of that overlaps naturally. Um, I enjoy teaching the Bible um, and I enjoy teaching history. So... You know, I still have a real heart for, well, for Europe because my languages were French yeah. and German at university and I've been abroad. So I know that the resources over there are fewer and the people available are fewer. So perhaps something might open up where I could, you know, help people and, and train them there, whether that's in a church context or in more of an educational institution. Um, well, we'll have to see. But I am thinking of going on to, to further training for that purpose. Helen's already mentioned that her role as a ministry trainee led to a a role in the same church as youth and children's worker, and she's now employed full-time on a permanent basis by the church. Karis, the ministry trainee there, who's just been there for a year, is going on to further training when she finishes. Like I've said, I I was kind of thinking about doing a theology degree before this, but I wasn't really sure, and I wasn't really sure what to do in the meantime um, and yeah, this has definitely cemented that youth work is what I want to do and ministry is what I want to do. Um, mm. And yeah, it's definitely um, given me that um, push of like, yeah, this is where I'm meant to be. This is what I'm meant to be doing. Finally, I wanted to ask our ministry trainees what advice they would have for anyone considering such a role in the future. First thing I would say is find someone to talk to about it. Um, whether that's someone you're reading the Bible with or, or leads your um, discipleship group or whatever, um, wherever you might be, um, so that you have a, a, a second perspective on your own strengths and weaknesses. Um, and then evaluate what you want to get out of the year. Um, if it's something, um, do you want to go into a different environment? Are there perhaps a specific um, people group that you have a passion for? Um, uh, after looking at that, then then search on um, online, whether it's through uh, the 938 websites or um, through church contacts, 
um, think of churches in those areas, and then the most important thing is is to visit. Um, I I knew very little about Toxteth before coming up, um, but as soon as I arrived, I uh, uh, and it was just a scouting visit really. Um, as soon as I arrived, I, I I thought actually if if they had offered me the job, I would take it, um, and so straight away I wanted to interview. And if I hadn't have uh, visited, um, I would have been much slower in making those decisions if if I would have even made those decisions. You want a church that's going to teach you to handle the Bible well and give you opportunities and time to practice that. Um, so I, I know some people go in for the, you know, you need to be doing all these practical things. And I think there is a point, there is a point with that in that it can teach you a form of humility, but I don't think that's the whole package. I think if you really are going to be a minister of God's word, you will become more and more humble actually, as you realize your inability to teach it well at times and the fact that you will come up against questions and problems that you're just not able to answer yet mm. and that you will have to defer to those older and wiser and sometimes you know even they will be nonplussed so um, I think that in itself should humble you if you're dealing with the Bible and mm. um, because you're dealing with a God who is greater than you are. First and foremost is to look at the church leader and look for someone under whom you can serve with confidence especially if you're going to be a ministry apprentice then they're going to be helping to train you for a lifetime of ministry mm. so look for someone whose ministry you want to emulate and don't ignore small churches so castle church is quite a small church but by coming here rather than somewhere where my, which might have 15 or 20 ministry apprentices a year. I've got to do things which I simply wouldn't have in a bigger church. If you're thinking about it, I would say go for it. Um, the people that I knew um, that I was working alongside at um, the Midlands um, course um, went on to do very different things. Some people um, decided to um, seek a, a career in the church in different means, some uh, youth and children's workers, uh, some went off for ordination training um, and quite a few decided they wouldn't they'd go and get a secular job but um, they all felt um, that that year or two years that they had done was so beneficial to them um, even just in their daily lives yeah. um, I think it's a really wonderful way of serving uh, the church um, and uh, developing your own understanding and belief um, it's just, a, it's just a wonderful thing to do and whatever sacrifice you might feel you need to um, make in order to do it, um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I, I can't commend the role enough. It's, um, it is, has been so spiritually helpful as well as um, enjoyable. Um, it's to take a year out or two um, to at least try out uh, full-time ministry. Um, I think unless it should be an option open to everyone and everybody should at least give it some serious hard thought. Um, it's, it's a way of using your youth well, I think. 
I'm not quite sure why Gabriel suddenly sounded as though he was speaking to us from an alien spaceship there. But nonetheless, I hope you heard the enthusiasm uh, from him and indeed uh, the rest of our ministry trainees. Huge thanks to Gabriel, Michael, Karis, Helen and Vicky, uh, all of whom took the time to speak to me about what they're doing and why and what they hope for the future. I hope you'll join me in remembering them all in your prayers. As I mentioned at the beginning, if you're in a position in your church where you're thinking you might be uh, interested in taking on a ministry trainee or more than one, do get advice from people who've done that before. You can contact uh, the 938 network, uh, but also perhaps speak to ministers in your area or in churches in similar situations to yours. Uh, Smaller churches, for example, will have different experiences of how things can work with a ministry trainee. So do get advice on that, but do think about it. Um, It is a great way of serving the church by helping to build a new generation of leaders, some of whom may well go on to full-time ministry. But even if they don't, those people will go on to be members of churches and able to serve in all kinds of ways, much better equipped for that as a result of their year or two as a trainee. Please do think about whether you know anyone suitable for a ministry trainee role and share this podcast with them. We hope it will encourage many people to consider taking a year or two out for this sort of ministry. That's it for this week's podcast. I'll be back next week with Amanda Robbie, where we're talking about Adam Mabry's new book, The Art of Rest, and trying not to fall asleep while we do it. As always, let us know what you thought about the podcast. You can tweet us at Church Society, comment on our Facebook page, or send me an email, ros at churchsociety.org. Love to hear from you. Uh, If you have any thoughts about this or any other episodes, or if you have any ideas for things you'd like us to discuss in future podcasts, please get in touch. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.